As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Hello and welcome to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. We start each new episode with a bit about our favorite practice management software, Jane. Jane has helped us grow and manage our practice with ease, with accessible features, and a reliable support team. As you grow your practice, you might need to add a second location. If that's the case, congrats! There's a lot to consider when building your practice, from finding a brick and mortar building to the possibility of hiring more practitioners, all while managing your budget. The Jane team knows how much work goes into planning for a second location, and they want to make that transition an easy one. So they've ensured it's simple and free to add extra locations to your Jane account. And we are currently doing this at Vancouver Wellness Studio, and it has been a completely smooth process. And any hiccups we've run into on our end, Jane has been right there to assist and get us on the right track. You can add another location at any time and you'll be able to view all of your locations directly from the admin schedule. This makes it easy to flip between practitioner schedules and offer a service to a client at another location if there's an opening. You can learn more about Jane at jane.app. You can also mention my name, Kendall Hagenson, at the time of sign up for a one month grace period applied to your new Jane account. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Uriah Guilford. Uriah is a group practice owner and the mastermind behind Productive Therapist. He's a business owner that provides world-class virtual assistance to busy therapists in private practice. He is a technology enthusiast, productivity nerd, and a pretty rad drummer, we hear. <laughs> he tells us. <laughs> Uh, he's a productivity coach for therapists and also the creator and host of the Productive Therapist podcast. Uriah is always searching for creative ways to provide counseling to youth and families, as well as help therapists get more done so they can have more fun. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm thrilled. <laughs> so what is the number one challenge that busy therapists in private practice face? What are you seeing? You know, to me, it seems like the number one challenge is stress and overwhelm from overworking, basically doing all the things. And I, I think, you know, anybody listening to this can probably relate whether you're a therapist in private practice or a wellness center owner. Uh, most of us, with maybe a few exceptions, start out by doing everything for our business by ourselves. Marketing, social media, accounting, 
you know, networking, building the website, doing all of those things. And then it becomes very tricky to actually start to build a team and outsource. So that's what I see most often. In fact, last week I was talking to a therapist in Michigan who, this is a record. I mean, I've talked to lots of therapists who are very busy and see a lot of clients, but this particular therapist was seeing, is seeing 50, up to 50 insurance clients in his practice. And then also being buried by all the admin tasks because it's just him, right? Can you imagine? No, absolutely oh, not. That's painful to my soul. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's kind of one of the main missions and purposes of productive therapists is to kind of, um, you know, save therapists from burnout essentially, because what we do and any kind of wellness provider, what we do is critical to the health and well-being of our communities. So we need to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves so that we don't kind of burn out. It's imperative. It's absolutely it imperative. And why, I mean, why have your own business? Why build a wellness center? Why build a group practice? If you're burnt out all the time, the reason people start these businesses is so that they can have more quote unquote work-life balance and live the life they want. So yeah, I love yeah. that. That's so people need you. <laughs> um, so how can a virtual assistant help a small business operate and grow? Honestly, so many ways. I mean, when people think about virtual assistants, that's kind of a common term in our language now or in our vernacular vocabulary. Um, but the truth is a virtual assistant can do just about anything that you need them to do from bookkeeping to web design to handling the phone and scheduling. What we primarily do is handle phones and scheduling and sort of back office admin. And that really helps uh, practice grow because all the inquiries can be handled and responded to much quicker than the busy therapist um, can get to those referrals and inquiries. So by nature, you know, naturally the practice is going to grow if people are getting quicker responses and getting support with be being onboarded into the practice. So that's number one. And then I think number two would be most people don't think about this, but if you provide really good customer service or client care, whatever you want to call that, it actually increases client retention, right? Of course. It does, just naturally. I mean, I'm thinking about my chiropractor who I go to see every other week. Love my chiropractor. But I also love the experience of, of the service and the support that I get from Nicole, the front office assistant. She's amazing. She's always greeting me and, and, and we know each other. We chat. And it's just such a good experience. Obviously, that's an in-person assistant, right? Um, but a similar experience can be created by a virtual assistant. So that's that's important because the person's relationship to the wellness center or the therapy practice is not just uh, the one they have with the provider. And half the time, they can't even get to the provider if your business is not answering the phone. And it's absolutely vital. And I can't tell you how many times we've had clients come here, especially in therapy practices, this happens all the time because the therapist starts the business, is overwhelmed with all the pieces of the business, still seeing all the clients, and we do not have time to answer the phone. And we haven't brought on an assistant yet. It's so common. And clients are going to sign on with the business that answers the phone first mm -hmm. a lot of the time. A lot of the time. We just had this happen the other day where we were calling around to some other places looking for referrals too. And no one is answering their phone. Oh my goodness. For so long, that's been the case. And it it's, still is. It's in the case. And so anyway, I could go on and on, but yeah. we need assistance. 
We yes. need assistance. And this yeah. is the same point. So hopefully this episode is like a good number two in the series between virtual Kathy and, and productive yeah. therapist because you and Kathy were talking about the same exact thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's so critical. I was talking to a friend yesterday who is looking for some individual therapy and he said that he called every provider on his insurance list in his town and nobody, of course, nobody picked up the phone, but mm-hmm. so far days gone by, nobody responded to him as well. So that just takes the mental health and and other crises to another level, right? So those and it's things defeating. are it's defeating yeah, for clients, you know, is. and that's it's not what we as healthcare providers are going for, right? Hundred percent. The other thing I want to tag on to this question is that building a team, whether it's a, with virtual assistants or in in office assistants, um, allows the practice owner to rest, reflect, recharge, plan, grow the business. All those important things have a life, of course. And enjoy that life, right? Maybe even have hobbies, vacations, things (laughs) like this. I've heard they're good. (laughs) And then better, you know, attend to the business and the needs of the business uh, to help it grow. Absolutely. So what are the top delegation mistakes that business owners can avoid? What are you seeing in that realm? Yeah, so it's unavoidable to make some mistakes with delegation, but it's better to try, struggle, and learn than not to delegate at all. So I'll say that. Um, And I'll share this, I'll share the link at the end of this episode, and it'll probably be in the show notes, but I do have a course called Delegation for Therapists that is free and can be really helpful. So a couple mistakes that we see, I'll say with myself and with also with the the therapy practices that we support is number one, waiting too long to get admin support. And I heard you on a previous episode of this podcast say that's your top like suggestion to most people that you work with, right? Yeah. Get some help right? Yes. So that's, that's hundred percent. That's the first one. Most people wait too long. And the question often comes up like, well, when am I ready to delegate? When am I ready to bring on a virtual assistant? And, um, my usual answer to this is kind of a dad joke, but it's like, if people ask, when is the best time for marriage counseling? Like probably last week or last year. Yeah. (laughs) I always say too, like if you're, if you're to the point of asking the question, it means you need the assistant. You're ready. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're listening to this right now, <laughs> we're talking to you. <laughs> yeah, Today's the day to, to get in touch with somebody like virtual Kathy or productive therapist or somebody else. So that's number one. Number two would be, and this is not talked about a lot, but delegating before creating solid systems. Because if you are stressed and overwhelmed and you've got too much on your plate and you're, you're kind of disorganized and you don't have any documented processes or systems for your business. If you try to delegate that, unless you work with somebody who's an absolute magician, right? Um, they're going to struggle with figuring out how to help you. So that's where a good like coach or consultant often comes into play. There's some really good programs out there, but getting sort of some basic organization of your systems and processes before you try to hand it to somebody else. That's a common mistake and you don't know what you don't know, Right. So it's understandable. Yeah, totally agree. I got one more. Oh, let's hear it. Yeah. One more really important one that I think all of us who have ever tried to delegate have done and or struggled with, continue to struggle with, which is micromanaging. So when you hand it off to somebody else, whether it's your phones or your email or your scheduling, it makes most of us nervous. And we're not sure, like, is this the right person? Like, is it really going to work out? Do I need to make sure that everything that I want them to do is getting done, et cetera, et cetera. 
And, and then along with that comes handing off tasks and then coming right behind the assistant and doing it or before them and taking it back, right? So that's just like, a, it's a process to be honest. And you've got to work on um, creating the system, like I mentioned, finding the right person and then stepping back. Absolutely. Well said. And that the piece of creating the system before delegating, like you said, it is such a process and sometimes it does happen in parallel depending on the the employer, the team member that you're delegating to, it can happen a bit in parallel, but it's so much easier for them to do their job if the system and their task list and everything is just more clear. And then they can, and then it doesn't make you as nervous because you actually know what they're working on. Definitely. Yeah. We designed a process with productive therapists to help the practice owner kind of get their ducks in a row. And it's, it takes up to, up to a month before we pair them with a virtual assistant on purpose, just so we can make sure we check all the boxes. So we set them up for success because it's a, it's not a good feeling to finally get to the point of getting help and delegating and then struggling so much that you feel like it was not even a good idea in the first place. You know? Yeah. I love that. Hey, Alex here from the Jane team. Our team talks to a lot of practitioners on a daily basis. And one thing we often hear is that working with paper intakes can be a time consuming process. Jane makes it easy to get back that time in your day with the help of automated electronic intake forms. Here's how it works. First, Jane makes it simple to set up your intake forms. Here's where you get to tell Jane what information you need from your clients before their session, like health information, insurance details, a signature, or even consent. Then Jane automatically sends your clients an intake form upon booking. If forms aren't completed, Jane will continue to remind your clients to fill them out on your behalf on any emails heading their way before their upcoming session. Come see Jane in action in a one-on-one demo with a member of our team over at jane.app. You can also mention the podcast at the time of sign up for a one month grace period applied to your new account. I'll talk to you soon. So what would you say are the top three keys to productivity? It's almost like I wrote this question. It's almost (laughs) like you knew I was going to ask you. Yeah. Thank you for that question. Really excellent question, Kendall. Appreciate that one. So, no, I I didn't create this, but I talk about it all the time. And it's so helpful as a framework for myself as well. Three keys to productivity are elimination, automation, and delegation. So, most of those are self-explanatory. The first one may be less so. Elimination essentially is removing things from your task list and or your calendar that actually you don't need to do. They're not important. For whatever reason you thought they were, um, they're not important. And I do that on a regular basis, review my task list specifically, and sometimes my meeting schedules, right? And think like, okay, maybe what can I remove? So that's that's elimination, really really helpful. And then automation is anything that you can um, cause to happen automatically in your practice, in your business. Um, It's just going to save you time and um, save you save you headaches too. That usually is connected to some relationship of technology with technology. You know, I was actually um, listening to one of your episodes and you were talking about Jane, the uh, sponsor of this podcast. Very cool. (laughs) And they were um, the the feature that was being talked about was uh, waiting list automatic notifications. And I've never seen that in any other electronic health record. And I was like, that's amazing. That kind of thing happens automatically. You set it, you set it up and it just runs for you. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's, I think that's really important in any business to, um, set up things that are automated. And then lastly, like we we're talking about is delegating. 
building a team, whether it's one person or a bunch of people that can support you um, in accomplishing your mission and getting, you know, reaching your big goals. Definitely. So how can therapists build a business that runs without them? Because this is most, most therapist business owners goal, you know, or anyone that's opening a wellness center. This is generally the goal. How do I create a business that runs without me? Yeah, I'm a big fan of lifestyle design ever since I read The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss back in the day. <laughs> and I think, yeah, if, if you design and create a business that requires you to be available and on for seven days a week or even five days a week for that matter, um, then that's not a good design. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not at good. Least, at least not for me, right? In my mind, yeah. So it, it really does come down to building a team because I've found that um, delegation is the biggest lever to growth. So in order to accomplish more, you need to actually work less. So that yeah. we've talked about that already a little bit and there's a lot more to be said about that, but that is really critical. We have another free course that people can access called Hiring Your Assistant which sort of um, takes all the things that we've learned over the last five years about hiring admin support and just kind of gives it away to people for free uh, because we think this is so important. And then next on that is to consistently delegate tasks and projects. And in one of the books that I really like called Traction, they have a system called Delegate and Elevate, which basically says every 90 days, you should take something off of your plate and hand it off to your team and consistently do that until you end up really mostly spending your time on the things that you love and you're really good at. People might've heard that before, but it can't be said too many times. That's true. <laughs> I, I think. Yeah. 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 Well, I think people, I think we all need that reminder of, and I like, it's nice to say, put a time marker on it to say mm -hmm. every 90 days, do this check-in. What's one thing you can remove from your plate. And then it's also more of an organic delegation process and flow for the business owner, because there is a, you know, we talked about this a bit earlier, but it can be anxiety provoking for owners to release part, you know, part of their role. And there's a threshold you get to where, you know, it's so overwhelming that you have to do it, but it almost feels more overwhelming to create the system for someone else to do it. And so I think I like that idea of just kind of bite-sized pieces over time. Being intentional about it is not easy, but it's, but it's really helpful. I'll give you an example. And this was not me being intentional. <laughs> this was me <laughs> doing the opposite. But literally today on my list, because one of my therapists said, hey, can we get these um, paper forms updated? All of our forms are online through our EHR, which is simple practice. But we have paper versions in case somebody comes into the office and needs to fill out a release of information form or whatever it might be. And we just recently changed our name. And so we have a new name, new branding. So Okay. Didn't realize that that needed to happen. So I was actually spending time, um, you know, doing that. I was creating new forms with the new logo and updating the name and all this kind of stuff. And halfway through that task, I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> Not that I'm more important than this task by any means, but I'm thinking like my, my team could handle this for me. So I immediately stopped, saved that document, titled it needs work, and then put on my list, hand this off to probably my, my assistant, Jamie. So that's just an example of uh, stopping mid-task and going, I need to, to hand this off, right? Yeah. And I think it's easy sometimes to just fall back into those patterns as business owners, uh, because at one point you were the person creating all the forms and making all the changes. And it feels natural to say, oh, yeah, I'll do that or I'll take on 
you know, take over the slack that's needed. And, you know, in small businesses, that tends to happen. But I love that uh, once you realize it, just stop and then give it to someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I agree. The last thing I want to mention on how therapists can build a business that runs without them is a book recommendation, which is Clockwork by Mike Michalowicz. Um, your audience might have heard of that. And I think the subtitle of that book is literally build a business that runs like clockwork or runs without you. And his one of his re- recommendations is to plan a four-week vacation and do that about 12 to 18 months before you want to take said vacation. And what that does is it basically forces you to create the systems and get team members on board with handling certain things so that you can be off the grid, so to speak, for up to four weeks or longer if you want. That's just a sort of arbitrary, it's longer than a week vacation, right? And it's long enough for things to, for your team to have to like kind of handle things without you. And I've done that twice in the last four years and um, not perfect, but it is a really nice exercise to, to uh, kind of force yourself and your team to kind of do that work, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And it gives you something to look forward to, of course, as well. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd love to hear more just about your own story. You know, why did you decide to become a therapist? How did you get to where you are now? Yeah. So the short version, I, sh- I wanted to become a rock drummer. That's what I wanted to do <laughs> Yeah. in middle school and high school. Um, but I discovered counseling. Well, actually, I attended counseling as a teenager, but I discovered counseling as a profession in my first year of college when I attended an introduction to counseling class and the lights just turned on and I realized that this is what I wanted to do. So, that started sort of the long journey of education and training. And so, I'm a marriage and family therapist by training and ended up with a specialty in working with teenage boys, adolescents in general, teenage boys specifically, and their families. And also studying attachment-focused family therapy and applying that in my work. Worked in group homes as well, uh, which was an amazing experience. Learned so much there. Probably more than grad school, to be honest. Like actually doing the work. Yeah, of course. Um, 45 hours a week with the kids doing milieu therapy and all kinds of um, intense group therapy. So that was amazing. And then in 2008, I got licensed and started a private practice because... Why not? <laughs> Everyone never, else was doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was never my grand plan because guess what? I didn't have a grand plan. Started that. Ended up really liking it and sort of fell in love with um, the the business and marketing side of private practice, which was a complete and wonderful surprise. Became a student of all things internet marketing and everything related to the business of psychotherapy, as it were. And then a couple of years later, I just developed this really busy full practice and realized that I couldn't do more. So I actually did have a virtual assistant for five years and loved that experience. So kind of got in on that trend, if you will, early and ended up starting a group practice because I realized there's just more families that need this kind of support. And so I've been able to build a team right now. We have 10 folks, 10 therapists in my group, and we do that work with mostly teens, young adults, and families really proud of what we do. And then myself, I actually retired. So I'm, a, I'm technically a retired therapist, which is funny to say. But Congratulations. Thank you very much. I did it for 20 years, believe it or not, from like my very first client that I saw as a pre-licensed therapist. 20 years. I know it doesn't look like it when you see me. but uh, <laughs> It's true. I was about to say that. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, 
So I stopped seeing clients in 2020 and I just focus on my counseling practice and the productive therapists. And that's been fantastic. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate that. Absolutely. (laughs) So tell us about your giveaway and uh, how our listeners can take advantage of that and learn more about your free membership and all that good stuff. Definitely. Anybody who's interested in learning more about productivity in general and delegation, specifically team building and things related to that can become a a free productive therapist member. We've got a library of courses on things like delegation and hiring a virtual assistant, um, hiring an assistant in general, how to effectively work with a virtual assistant. So if any of those things are interesting topics, they can check that out at ProductiveTherapist.com forward slash PTM, Productive Therapist Member. And that's totally free to your listeners. And I also send out an email every every week with some fun tips and um, some surprises. Awesome. I definitely encourage everyone to check it out. Uh, thanks so much for being here, Uriah. It was a Absolutely. pleasure to chat with you. This was fun. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.